You're listening to a Broadmoor Podcast production. On Sunday, we continued in our series through Romans as Josh preached from Romans 3, verses 1 through 20. While Josh also shared some heavy information at the end of our service this week, uh, we will not be discussing that disclosure on today's podcast. If you'd like more information about Josh's comments on that, please visit Broadmoor's website at broadmoor.org. What we do talk about today includes things such as how we should define primary, secondary, and tertiary doctrinal issues. We also discuss what should unite us as the body of Christ and the value of being in the Word of God daily. Thanks for listening today. This is After the Message. All right, guys, welcome to the podcast this week. Uh, it's good to be in the room with you. It is great yes. to be in the room Same with here. you. Good morning. And Mark and, and Preston. Preston. And Chase. Chase Hammock. Woo. We've got a newbie. Yep. Chase is uh, is producing, engineering uh, the podcast today. So yeah. doing a fantastic um, job, he by has, the way. He has yeah. Google open on his phone. He's he's Googling everything as we go to, yeah. to know how to do it. Right. Fact, oh, you no. fact checking. He studied up ahead of time. Right. <laughs> and he looks sharp today. That's right. That's right. I mean, when we walked in the room, he had sunglasses on. Yeah. Because he, he was dressing up Because he was trying you. to look like somebody. I don't wear sunglasses, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. So something happened today, I think, if, if that if that's fair to, to bring up. Did anything happen in, in your world, like whenever mm. you walked in the church today? today? Yeah. You walk, oh, yeah. He walked in with a cane. Did you? Mm. That is not true. That what? is not an accurate no. statement. You had, a, you had a big weekend. Wheelchair. Uh, yeah. It was it was a big weekend, yeah. Um, and so when I showed up at, at work today, I, I walked into my office, and besides seeing Chase crouched behind my desk with a video <laughs> camera... Um, uh, my office has been dec- decorated, and there's, they've actually gone out of their way. Uh, there are tombstones in there, mm. um, lots of black. It's yeah, it's like Halloween. It's special. It's darkened with black birthday. lights. Is that what it is, Halloween? Um, it is. I think it's a combination of Halloween and my 50th birthday. Yes, wow. happy 50. birthday. Yeah, so, uh, Man, uh, that is so old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mark, yeah. how old are you? Fifty and a half. Fifty and, 50 a, half. and a half. I'm there glad I'm go. not fifty. Yet. I turned fifty-one in December. Dude. That means I am past fifty. Dude, mm. that means you're older. Yes, than me. right. Yeah, I am. that's awesome. <laughs> I turned forty in December. Shut. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, hey, they went out of their way, and, and it's it, it's pretty impressive. You guys yeah. should go up and look at my office. Oh, it's, uh, it is it impressive. Is, it is I, impressive. I saw it. Uh, it can't stay that way forever, but you know, mm, I'll, I'll let it leave last. it for a while. I'll let it last. Leave for it for a while. They worked so, hard. Although my, my my first meeting this morning, I had to relocate because you can't really be there. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Hey, so uh, so we're gathered, uh, of course, as we always are, to talk about the message from Sunday. And uh, so, uh, Josh, as you walked in, I know this was a, this was a heavy day for you. Yeah. So how, how, uh, how are you processing as you walked in to, uh, to preach this week? Yeah, so... F- so for me, any time, um, I'll preface it this way. A lot of people see what we do, and I say we, you and I particularly, as we stand in front of large groups and we lead, and they get nervous just to thought about public speaking or leading in front of somebody. But for me, it's one of the most comforting things I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, weirdly, I get nervous in a crowd 
But if I can stand in front of a crowd, it's calming to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with all of the, the uncertainty of the day or the chaos of the moment, in that moment it was really calming for me to be mm-hmm. able to, to not only stand but to preach the mm-hmm. word. Um, and particularly this word because yeah. I think it was it's very clear in itself. Like there's mm-hmm. not a lot of uh, explaining that has to go. I think, I think we always should explain it, but you don't really have to. You read it. It's pretty mm-hmm. self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a great reminder. Like this, these 20 verses are setting up the great verse in verse 21 and following. Mm-hmm. Um, but these 20 verses are something we need to remember every day. So right. as much as I enjoyed preaching it, I enjoyed having it applied to me. Every day this week as oh, I, I got ready to preach it. So mm-hmm. uh, by the time I, I stood up, it was a very calming and, and, and I think very gracious moment mm. yeah. that God has given to me. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And of course, the verses we're referring to are the first 20 verses of chapter 3 mm-hmm. in the book of Romans. And that's uh, that's the been the next installment of our Roman series. So. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So as, as we jump in, I know we, we, there are a few things that, that we've kind of discussed that we wanted to bring up on this podcast, but... Uh, uh, so, one, I think it's always good for us to sort of provide a, um, a definition of terms and things uh, used. We do that a lot on the podcast because mm-hmm. uh, sometimes terms are used that are maybe a little uh, um, unknown to people that, that sure. maybe don't have a seminary degree. So, uh, talk about, uh, you used the word tertiary mm. uh, yesterday. So, uh, let's talk yep. about what that means. Yeah. So, let's start with context. Context being the difference in the Jews and the Gentiles as they mm-hmm. were kind of struggling with each other in this first century church. So, you had the Jews who were saying, these things are really important, how you live, how you do worship, how how you even view God. The Gentiles would say, well, I hear that, but but I believe that these things are important. And so when it comes down to theology, right, so there's primary issues, and those would be first-order issues, things that are non-negotiable. And there's not that many, uh, and at least in my opinion, there's not that many. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think non-negotiable primary issues is we are and, – and today is October 31st, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is Reformation Day that we celebrate in the Protestant faith over the last 500 years. And I think in the Protestant Reformation, it started with primary issues, right? So we, we believe that you are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, told by the scriptures alone, for the glory of God alone. And all of that, those five solas, are, mm-hmm. are in, in essence pointing to Christ, who is the primary. Um, so how are you saved? You were saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. That's the primary issue. Some other people may put a few more in that category. I don't know if I would. Mm-hmm. Um, then you jump to secondary issues. Those are things that are really important, but not primary. Uh, and that could be denominational issues, right? So so why are you a Southern Baptist and not a, uh, a Presbyterian? Why are you Episcopalian and not Lutheran? Um, and so those dividing lines are probably going to be more secondary issues of a functionality of faith and what you believe. Tertiary issues are things that really, at the end of the day, don't matter just uh, as a, a means of preference. So, for example, do you sing hymns or do you sing hor- choruses? Um, do you preach in a suit or do you preach in jeans and a polo? Um, th- those things that for some people they may be stirred up at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. Come for on, some people. Those some are like, are I think it's big. at least secondary. <laughs> but if if we're honest, man, they, they we've got to remember what order they fall in. Yeah. You know, there, there's some people like I, I remember early on. I got a letter um, that said, you know, I just I feel like I could hear the Lord clear through you if you wore a tie. Mm. And I was like, mm. what are you saying to me? <laughs> but for yeah. for them, maybe maybe yeah. that's a thing. And I had another one um, come up to me and say, you know, I could. You are a great preacher, great communicator, but I would take you more seriously if you wore a suit every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
Thank you uh, right. for, for that. Make that, a note of that. Yeah. So encouraging that you would give that to me. So <laughs> primary, things that are non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. So if somebody came into our church and said, I want to be a part of Broadmoor, but I don't believe that Jesus is the way to salvation, mm-hmm. non-negotiable, mm-hmm. that's a non-starter for us. Somebody comes into Broadmoor and says... And by that, you mean member. Me- member. That's right. 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 I wanna, they can come I all the join. time. Right. 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 I want to join in, in in the membership here. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. If somebody comes in to, to membership here at Broadmoor and says... You know, I would I would rather believe that as as Baptist, um, particularly if you are saved, you are always saved. So the assurance of salvation for the believer, mm-hmm. and then somebody may come in and say, "Yeah, you are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ." But I believe that potentially you could fall away from the faith. For me, that is a line that that is just below that mm-hmm. primary issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so think more of our Methodist friends who mm-hmm. who would do that, and probably are a part of Broadmoor mm-hmm. if they grew up that way, and still kind of hold to that theology. Secondary issue, mm-hmm. tertiary issue. Well, I'd love Broadmoor, and I want to be a part of it, but I just wish that that boy up there would sing more hymns. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, but we're probably not. So, thank you for being here, right? So, yeah. so tertiary issues. Mm, yeah, long long explanation yeah. to That's get good. there. That's right. good. Though I was even thinking, you know, with Mark in here and all that we do around the world in missions, mm-hmm. that a lot of times you have to navigate some of that in, in terms of like what is the what is the core that we're That's trying right. to see mm-hmm. happen in these areas, and who can we mm-hmm. probably partner pretty well with because we agree on those primary issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe disagree on some of the others. That's right. Um, and then who would we say, yeah, they're doing good work, but probably right. can't partner. And that's because tough that. because yeah. you've got different ministries in different cultures. Mm-hmm. Well, those cultures are going to express differently right. than we might. Right. And y- you do. You have to pick and choose what is mm-hmm. the thing that's most primary, um, That w- who we're going to partner with. Mm-hmm. Because w- you could knock out a lot of folks who are doing gospel-centered right. work because we lean too heavily on preference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, we don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah. I can imagine a missions work, particularly, mm-hmm. Mark, you know, as you're dealing around the world with various cultures and things yeah. like that, that a lot of tertiary issues come up. Absolutely. Play because it's, it's just cultural expression. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, it's uncomfortable. And, and truly, it is cultural expression, mm-hmm. and this is more anecdotal than anything else, but if you don't ever travel the world mm-hmm. in the sense of missions or mm-hmm. even travel the world in, in general, and you yeah. only stay in your church, in your town, in your mm-hmm. county, you're your tertiary issues are probably going to be more primary to you. That's right. But the more you travel and the Mm -hmm. more particularly you go to other believers and other Mm contexts and Mm -hmm. you see what is truly important and what unifies us Mm -hmm. across this globe – those those things that you mm, hold yeah. so secure, no, it's got to be this way, you realize, well, mm. well, maybe it doesn't. Because when you come to worship, you, you would expect, well, it needs to be in this order and it needs to feel like this. Well, yeah. go go to Ethiopia and go yeah. sit under a, a tree and you have one of the most powerful worship experiences you've ever had in your entire life. Mm-hmm. And none of the, the comforts or the things that you thought were important were there. Mm, that's right. And so yep. it, it, it helps melt away some that's of those, right. those. It, it really oh, forces good. you to, to think through why do I believe all the things that's I believe exactly about right. worship, uh, just about faith in general that's when right. you get into yeah. those context. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So guys, uh, Preston and Mark, uh, when we were, when we were talking pre, uh, before hitting record on this, uh, you, you mentioned a couple of things that stood out to you in the message yesterday. And, uh, and, and I think they were good topics for us to discuss. Uh, any of those you want to bring up? Yeah, um, I'll jump in. Uh, one of the comments that you made, and it related to the Jews, right, who who kind of came into this feeling like we might be more important or special or or whatever, and you used the phrase something like this, that um, that they were blessed because of having his word, but not better. Mm-hmm. 
And when I when I heard you say that, I just uh, my mind immediately immediately went to um, maybe people who have grown up in the church, um, maybe had parents who were believers and and taught the word at home and valued the word with them, and so they 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 maybe can look back and never think of a time where they weren't hearing the word, uh, both at home and in church. That's a blessing. That is. A I blessing. mean, if you look back and that is part of your story, yeah. What a blessing to come from that. But to your point, it doesn't make you better than mm-hmm. a person who did not grow up with that. And it certainly does not make you better than in terms of being more special in God's eyes or uh, or does it make you better in terms of salvation? There, there's nothing in that that in itself is going to bring you to salvation. That's right. right? And I, I just thought that was a, as we think about the Jews and the Gentiles, it, it seems in some ways maybe so removed from us, mm-hmm. especially in, in early church, there are still things that I think we can identify with today Certainly. that it helps us to go, oh, thank you, Lord, for the blessing mm-hmm. if I grew up in that context, mm-hmm. but don't ever let me put myself on a pedestal or right. think I'm somehow better than because of that. That's a good word. Mm-hmm. I, I'll sometimes use the word to help myself talk, understand it, but also as I teach my kids, you know, or whatever class I'm teaching, it, it's I'll use a comfort level mm-hmm. or a um, use justification in the sense of what makes me feel right before God? Mm-hmm. What makes me feel justified before Him? And is it because I have done really good at obeying the law? Is it because I've done really good at um, being religious because I grew up in a Baptist church? Mm-hmm. And all these things I can check, check, check. Therefore, surely God is um, pleased with me mm-hmm. or I feel like I can come to Him because I've done those things well. Mm-hmm. And I think you know that's what you see in the Jews. I mean, because mm-hmm. of who they were, right. their heritage, yeah. their belief, their their religion, right. they felt like we had we must have a special favor before God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and and it dismissed the brokenness and the sinfulness that, that you mm-hmm. said yesterday that they, they were just as broken and sinful exactly as everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And and I think, you know, for, for us, this is why it's so important for us to to be reminded of this every day, um, that when we we go to the Word, so you know, you go back to verse one and two, and and Paul, you know, evidently they've asked a question, or he's trying to head a question off before they ask it. So, what advantage does a Jew have? Uh, and he says, you, you got a lot of advantages, mm-hmm. namely, you've been trusted with the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he kind of goes into what does the Word of God do for you, and it goes to that point. It, it it's hopefully going to not make not make you believe that you can be better through it. But it's going to show you your desperate need every day hmm. as you read it. That's right. uh, and that's a huge paradigm shift, mm-hmm. I think, from where we are. And I don't know if it's because that's what we were taught, because I want to say that's true. But as I think back, I don't think anybody ever taught me to do that. I just think it's human mm-hmm. nature to think, all right, if I tick these boxes, I'm proud of myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I've done these things, then I'm better. Well, it's 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 for us, when we read the the word, particularly the the law parts of the word and the epistles, the law is telling us what we have to do to be perfect, and it shows us we can't be. Mm-hmm. The epistles are getting on to us for ever believing mm-hmm. that we could do it, uh, and we can't. Right. Um, but also getting on to us for saying, well, if we can't do it, then I'm going to throw my hands up and I'm going to quit anyway. And Paul said, we can't do that either. Keep, keep <laughs> going. And so the whole idea of being in the Word every day for the believer mm-hmm. is to show our desperate need for Christ and to press mm-hmm. into Him more. Yeah. If we don't, if you go, let's say, five days, and you may be a, a believer and you listen to K-Love, and you get your little Bible um, text every day, but you're not in the Word, 
and you're not in prayer over the word, ah, it is easy for us to begin to believe that we are better than we are. Yeah, and I was just thinking even of um, even some of the ways that like devotional books and, and things are written. Um, if that's all we, I'm not I'm not knocking those. There are some that are written to be inspirational, right? Mm-hmm. They're written to help us maybe in a low time with encouragement, things like that. That's great. But if that's all we go to then we miss out on the thing that you're talking about, which is where we come to the Word, and it demonstrates to us our brokenness, and right. it demonstrates mm-hmm. to us our need. Well, well it's, almost, it's almost also like relationship by proxy. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's, yeah. You, know you, you never actually have it from the source. It's always right. from some secondary, right. Uh, right. some secondary source. And so, you know, which that's, that's going to be deficient, of course. So Yes, and often... And, I probably should not overstate it, but often devotional books will jump straight to application. That's right. And and not go back to what you're talking about, which is this ought to drive us more to neediness on him mm-hmm. and dependence on him. I think we see it start early on because as teachers of children, we try to figure out how to use the Bible. Mm-hmm. And the most clear way and concrete way for a child is to use the Bible as a way to mm, determine proper behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And so we use it as a morality lesson teaching. Yeah. A and, compass. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And so, and that's not completely wrong mm-hmm. because, I mean, that's right. like we talked yeah. last week, I mean, th- there's value in what God gave us, right. but if we don't start early, mm-hmm at helping kids understand, even as children, your hope is not in your morality and in your goodness to follow this compass. Right. Your hope is in Christ. And that's where the compass is pointing. Uh, that's it, right. And so, thank you. you and so what we... <laughs> what we to keep what, the uh, metaphor like that. <laughs> that's right. So what we often do is we'll just stick to, for several years, all we talk about is mm-hmm. morality, trying to figure out how to use the Bible, because we don't... I don't know if we don't feel confident that they're at a place where they can understand desperation and gospel right. yeah. and neediness. Yeah. But I think we got to do it. Early. We got to do it. And yeah. then sometimes it's it's <laughs> for us. I'm not going to speak for you or anybody else. But sometimes it's like just stop doing stupid stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're like the Bible says, just stop doing stupid right. stuff. And I'm sure we could take more time. Were you in my house this <laughs> It. Was yeah. unbelievable. My wife yeah. was like, "Are you ever going to shut up?" Like, I'll <laughs> shut up when he shuts up. <laughs> Let go uh, of the rope. We've, right. we've never had those discussions. Uh, yeah. But I, th- I think that points out that you know we struggle. I think sometimes to find the the proper use as parents. Like if we never point to scripture and it's always just first thing that pops into mind, we say it to them: "Don't do stupid stuff." Right? Yeah. Um, then that doesn't help them to to learn that God has actually shown us how to live in his word and there's a reason for it and yeah. there's a beauty in it and, he, right. and it's a protective life is going to go better if you follow me. But it, but on the flip side, if we're, if we go, go off the other edge, it becomes something that we just beat them up with all the mm-hmm. time. If the only time they ever hear us use scripture is when they mess up, mm. right? And then all of a sudden we got like 10 scriptures to, to yeah. tell them why this is wrong according yes. to the Bible. Yeah. Then what message is that? That's right. Yeah. That's really good. God, that brings up a lot of wounds. You didn't come here for a counseling session, <laughs> yeah. but Preston just gave me one. Uh, growing sorry. up, growing up, if if you if reading the word isn't discipline for you, like every day it's a part of your daily life, and you only go to the word when you feel badly about mm. something that you've done, yeah. the associations there, 
I don't want to go to the word because it reminds me that I'm awful and, mm. and broken and, and it's going to, it's, it brings that up again. Another reason why you should discipline yourself to be in the word every day mm. um, and not just go to it when you're trying mm. to make amends with God for something you've done that was oh. stupid. And you feel like God's saying, don't quit doing stupid <laughs> yeah, I stuff. I told you it was stupid. That's exactly right. And yeah. so anyway, I, I spent a lot of my life. Mm doing that, only going to the word because I felt guilty and I was trying to find a way out. But then you read it and you're like, there's you know, no way out. You're like, oh, I am guilty. Right. And and then there would be another season that follows that because it's too weighty of, I'm not opening yeah. that book. Just I don't want to go it. around it. It is mm. exhausting to me, mm. which is not fair to it. And that was mm. only that way because of my approach to it. Mm. Yeah. But mm. the whole purpose being, again, I, going back, you know, is the compass is meant to point toward That's right. Christ. And so... Show us our need and our dependence on Him. Uh, I think you made a statement earlier uh, that, that this is a paraphrase, but we're a lot worse than we think, mm-hmm. and and He is a lot better. He's a lot better than we, than we ever thought. Yep. And uh, it reminded me of a, a, a C.S. Lewis quote. Uh, I can't even remember which of his books, but I read it years ago. And he made he makes a statement in there that says, uh, "The closer we get to God, the more we realize how far away." We really are mm-hmm. from him, mm-hmm. which you know sounds paradoxical, but yeah. um, I, I think thought, that's out of Prince Caspian, by the way. There you go, <laughs> out of the uh, Chronicles <laughs> of Narnia. It's one of my favorites. He's got to so. memorize. He knows. He knows what page. No, it's yeah. just it was a pivotal moment. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's really a good. good series. I had a fifth grade teacher, by the way, that read those to our class, mm. and would come over to my house in the evenings and, and explain all the biblical yeah, parallels. Wow. Whoa! So yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty that's cool. Awesome. My fifth grade yeah. teacher just gave us math homework. She's <laughs> <laughs> just um, better than mine. Uh, yeah. Any any other things, guys? Because uh, you, you brought up a few things. Yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead. <laughs> No, I don't want to stop you, man. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So um, one of the things I th- that you've said throughout the last few weeks is, is the the disunity between the Jews and the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. And obviously, um, man, there's so many different ways to apply it. But when you look at our culture today and you look at where we are as a as a society, man, we're just so divided and there's so many different things that we are just at major friction. Well, I mean, that's in the church too. And the reality is when we show up on Sunday morning, there are people all over this building who have different perspectives, different beliefs, different personalities, different preferences. Um, If we really got into those things, Mm The way the world works today, we'd be at each, at each other's throat right. because we fight so hard for the things that we think are important. And it goes back to the tertiary and primary. Mm-hmm. What I love about what Paul's saying here and, and the way you brought it up yesterday, that the thing that unites us at Broadmoor is not our goodness. It's not our agreement. It's not that we all land on the same page. It's not all, that we all have the same preferences and personality. It's that we're united because of the truth of the gospel that says we're all broken before mm-hmm. the cross. We are all desperately in need for him. And we show up on Sunday morning allowing that to bring us together. That's right. That's and our confession. That's it. That, that's what we confess together. That's what we mm-hmm. worship together. That's how we join together in hearing the truth of God's word and then singing back and, and worshiping him together because that's what unifies us. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure we do a good job of letting the world see that um, and the way that we communicate with one another, the way the way we handle social media. We jump on that bandwagon and being at each other's throats rather than this is what's important. Mm-hmm. Right. 
the gospel unites us. And we've right. got to stand in that. So I thought I appreciated that yesterday. That's mm-hmm. a good word. That was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, uh, any any other things uh, you guys you guys want to bring up before we uh, before uh, we move toward a wrap up here? I got a couple. Come on, Mark. Um, I feel like we need to fight about something because people last week loved our uh-huh, fight. They did uh-huh. like the fight. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was trying um, to find something, but I missed the fight last week. Oh, super fun! I'm a little drained after yesterday, <laughs> so I don't have a lot of energy. You don't have a lot of fight in you. Yeah, I really wow. don't. <laughs> so this probably won't spark a fight, but maybe, maybe. Uh, so there's no one righteous, not even one. Uh, this is coming out of verse 10, mm-hmm. and I, I think, and you may have said it that it, it's one of the clearest. I don't know if this was a verse you, you referenced that, but it's one, it is one of the clearest uh, places that we see in Scripture that um, we don't really bring anything right. to the table, mm. right, except our, our need. unrighteousness, yeah. our, need, our need exactly. For and so, um, what in that word "righteous," though? I mean, if we could just kind of unpack that word for a second, because it's not there's no one moral or there's no one. That sure, lives a pretty good life. Um, what is that really getting at there? All right. So, in in this whole section so far, it is about the righteousness mm-hmm. of that, that that God has a standard for, right? So, in this standard, God has perfection as as the mark, uh, and anything anything that is not that is now labeled unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's it's outside of right. So right is the 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 main part of that word. So we are not right. No one mm-hmm. is right. Well, then here you have some people arguing. They're like, well, the Jews are more we're right. We're doing a pretty good job we're, on that. We're more right than at least – we're right. at least more right, right. than them <laughs> right. for sure. Uh, and so Paul would say, again, you know, you, you are indeed blessed, but you're not mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. And if he had to get crystal clear, the, that's why I said the section is so clear mm-hmm. to what everything up until this moment is speaking on. In those one, two, three, four, five, six words, none is righteous, no, not one. It is as clear as a bell ringing that that there's there's no question to mm-hmm. hear. And then if you follow it, there's a long quote. So when you see the typeset change in your Bible, mm-hmm. that means he's quoting from something. Typically, the quotes in the New Testament are going to be quotes from the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we are going to the Psalms here for these quotes. And he lists things that describe why you are not righteous. Mm-hmm. Right? And so... We, we get all of this, and this is going to sound familiar because Old Testament and New Testament are, are, are tied together. There's not, they're not unhinged. They're not separated. Right. Um, they, they are one Bible. So we go all the way back to Abraham. And if you remember that when Abram was told to, to go, and it says his something, God counted him as righteous because of it. And he said his faith, Mm -hmm. because of the faith of Abraham, God counted that to him as righteousness. And -hmm. and that's going to play out as he builds this case for what do you now do? Okay, if we're not righteous, if we're not good, and everybody's broken, and we Mm -hmm. can't do it in ourselves, we may be blessed, but we're not better. What do you do? Well, it goes back to the primary issue that we talked about. The, the Protestant Reformation, the, the five solas, you were saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, yeah. right? So it is our faith that faith in Christ, faith in what Christ has done mm-hmm. to spell that out, not in what we've done. And even sometimes we can get bogged down in, well, it's me putting my faith in Christ that makes me saved. That's not true. Christ is breathing life into you mm-hmm. to make you even aware that you need to put your faith in him. Mm-hmm. And so it is your faith in Christ alone, Christ and what he has done yeah. that makes us He's saved. the focus. Yeah. He's the focus. That's right. And in our faith, we are now counted righteous mm. to God. 
meaning that right standing has been restored. Mm-hmm. So in Genesis 3, when right was gone, mm-hmm. because of what Christ has done and applied to our life, right has come back. And it's not because of what we've done or even will continue to do. Mm-hmm. It's because of what Christ has done completely for all time throughout eternity. Yeah. Mm. It's good. Sweet. Mm. So good. So good. Hey, uh, so um, next week we, we continue into our, our – uh, actually, we have a bye week next we week. We have a uh, bye week. We have, to use a sports analogy. Uh, we have Tate Cockrell here right. to uh, to preach in uh, in Preston. Tell us why Tate is with us. Yeah, so he is here actually the whole weekend. He's going to be leading a marriage conference for us Friday night and Saturday morning. Uh, so that will be great. If you have not signed up, he'll be. This will be my plug, shameless plug. If you have not signed up for it, we need you to do that. Like uh, as soon as you hear this like podcast, now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go to our website and you can do that. Uh, so we'll have a great time with him Friday night and Saturday morning, and then he's going to stay on and uh, and preach the sermon uh, Sunday morning, which will kind of be in the flow of marriage and family because that's what he's coming to do. Uh, so it'll yeah. be a, a day off from our uh, typical, but yeah. it'll be a great, great morning. That's good. And who is Tate, by the way? Yeah. So Tate Cockrell was here at Broadmoor. Um, he actually was would kind of be my predecessor. Uh, Tate and I actually go way back to seminary. Uh, we were in seminary together, and he was a little bit ahead of me, and so knew him from there. And then uh, he was here in the counseling uh, kind of family role here at Broadmoor for a while. And then as he left, I came in. So Yeah. And he's currently... On, uh, seminary on faculty at mm-hmm. seminary, yeah. yeah. Southeastern Seminary. He's mm-hmm. the dean of the Doctor of Ministry program there mm-hmm. uh, and does a great job. So, That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, excited to have him back uh, with us, and uh, it's going to be great. Uh, so, again, for the uh, for the marriage conference, uh, you can register on Broadmoor's website. Yes. Correct? Yes. Broadmoor.org slash marriage will get you there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, cost? There is a cost. What is the cost? It's not much. <laughs> and it's on the website. <laughs> I think it's 35 bucks. Uh, yeah, 30 something bucks, like that. 35 for bucks for the couple, right? I think it's 30. Per couple? Yeah. yeah. 30 per couple. Per couple. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It is less, and there's a meal uh, Friday night, a, a nice meal, and then also breakfast Saturday. You, when you, you say nice not, meal... Ah, uh, it's not filet mignon if that's well, where you're going. But I've it's been, not I've been to hotels not for thirty five. They say you have a nice breakfast. A, it's more than a box, you know, that okay. we picked up at a, at a local. If if, if I walk in and there's a nukes box there, I'm walking out. <laughs> there's well, I just said that, and then I thought maybe I shouldn't bash nukes on. <laughs> nukes, <laughs> we nukes love is nukes. great, <laughs> and nukes is appropriate. Uh, we, I'm not paying thirty five dollars for that. Yes, we have had nukes for a lot of meetings. We do love nukes. Incredible. Yes. Well. Great. Looking $30, forward. $30. That's the confirmation right there. All right. That's what I thought. See, that's why Chase is here. Yeah. Chase. Good job, Chase. Check and make right. sure that I told you he's going to be on Google the whole time. There you go. So. <laughs> <laughs> Broadmoor.org on Google. So, uh, well, hey, guys. Uh, great discussion today and uh, looking forward to having Tate with us next week. And so we'll... Uh, uh, we'll be covering uh, some some thoughts from his message in next week's podcast. And, uh, so thanks for listening today. Guys, always great to be with you. And I uh, hope you enjoy your week. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. You. Love you guys. Right. Love you guys. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others. And don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review. And tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at my Broadmoor. Thanks for listening.